Welcome to GrishaCast. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moi casters, it is Eric. And Terry. We want to start off by saying hello to our listeners in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And Bielsko, Biawa, Poland. And San Diego, California. What's up, y'all? Thanks for listening. Yay. We love our listeners. We do. So we just want to have a little shout out to each and every one of you. So anyways, goodness. Sorry, guys, that we're a little late on this. Um, We know it was supposed to come out Friday, but it'll be out Saturday, which is today. Um, We just ran into, you know, just a couple issues. You know, if you ever are concerned, it will either be Friday or Saturday that the podcast most likely will come out. So um, we're always aiming for Friday. <laughs> yeah, when you have three people's schedules to work around, sometimes yep. there's lateness. Exactly. And kids. And children, <laughs> Don't yes. forget that. <laughs> Can't forget them. Yeah, because now I'm a parent. Yes, you are. Yeah. When I started the show, I don't think I was. No. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> but um, anyways, also, I listened to last um, week's episode, and sorry about all the snot, y'all. Um, I heard myself sniffling so much. It was, goodness, there are some really deep ones in there. and there, I There was a lot of movement. So just want to go ahead and apologize about that. <laughs> Do not have a runny nose this time. I am feeling perfect and good, so I uh, shouldn't have any weird little <laughs> snippets of weird sound. Um, anyways, how was your week, girl? It was pretty good. I mean, it, w- it went by fast. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Didn't really complain about anything this week, thankfully. Yeah, it's a good thing. It I, is a good thing. <laughs> I feel you. My week went by really fast as well. And here we are. It's the weekend. It is, and which always goes by way too fast. I know. It's just going to be Monday morning in just a second. It is. Ugh. But it's okay. We'll get through it. So last week, we started ruin and rising is that correct yes yeah so we just began and we kind of yeah we went through the before chapter which i really loved i couldn't stop talking about that because i just i really liked the way that one was written and then we got to kind of find out that everybody's underground in the white cathedral and yeah and then they kaboomed it kaboom that's right they um created that giant hole they did mm-hmm. and we learned more about that in what we covered this past week so we are covering chapters three four and five tonight which was a long read a lot of words yeah been before <laughs> we've usually done just about 50 pages this one was near 70 and it was it was definitely a long read so if you didn't read then we'll catch you up. And um, anyways, yeah. So you want to just get started, girl? Let's do it. Okay. So starting off with chapter three, Alina tells the apparat that they will have services in an hour and that they will, that he's going to sanction her departure with her Grisha and they are going to go to the surface. So. And he's going to listen. Exactly. She's, she's being commanding. And she's putting her foot down. And the apparat, of course, tries to persuade her not to. They talk about Nikolai and that she hopes the rumors are true about 
him because they're just rumors that he's that prince of the air. And she wants to help Nikolai, of course, and tells the apparat that she is an ally, even though the apparat keeps telling her that Nikolai has very few allies at the moment. So he's just being a douche. He does not want to hear that. No, he doesn't. So, and this is actually a little quote that the, um, the apparat says, I am the voice of the people. They did not choose the Lansov kings or the Darkling. They chose you as their saint, and they will love you as their queen. Even the sound of those words made me weary. I glanced over my shoulder to where Mal and Tolia waited a respectful distance away. Do you believe it? I asked the priest. The question had plagued me since I'd first heard word of him gathering his cult. Do you really think I'm a saint? What I believe doesn't matter, he replied. That's what you've never understood. Do you know they've started building altars to you in Fyrda? In Fyrda, where they burn Grisha at the stake. There is a fine line between fear and veneration, Alina Starkov. I can move that line. That is the prize I offer you. End quote. So, I think that's just kind of neat to know. Like, I mean, to really think about the world, the Grishaverse itself. Like, I mean, that people in Fyrda are actually, like, I mean, praying to her. And that's a... Because Fyrda is known for the country that does not, like... Right. Not like Grisha, yeah. and um, it's just really cool. It makes me think about what we're going to be re- the books we're going to read in the future. Um, it's spreading, yeah. So that's kind of neat. Um, anyways, so Alina says how she she doesn't want to be. She doesn't. She doesn't want this. She does not want to be a saint. But the apparat tells her how the people of Ravka will fight for her in her name because it gives them salvation, and. Lena and Alina and Mal then I guess just drop the apparat off at his quarters <laughs> to pray. They're just like done with you. Bye bye. <laughs> Go pray about it. Exactly. <laughs> Go pray about it. <laughs> Alina then meets with all her Grisha for the first time since I guess they've been underground. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it's the first time they've really all have been together. Yeah, because since they they haven't really been allowed to congregate. Exactly. Yeah, they've all been they've had to be separated and apparatus had his soldiers and all that and so real quickly the are you got the soul dot soul and the sun summon um the sun soldiers is that the same thing that's what uh, that's what i think I, in my head that's what i think too soul that soul would be soldiers of the sun right okay i was i feel like there was somewhere in maybe last week's read that like it like separated them or something, and I can it confused me for a second, or maybe I just read it wrong. I don't know. Or maybe we're both just completely off wrong, and there's all kinds of things that we don't know. <laughs> well, if we're going with <laughs> the story that we it. have, <laughs> so um, okay. So Alina meets with all their Grisha, and they tell Alina that this whole plot was planned, all of it. So everything that just happened, that whole um, mess with blowing up the flu. Every single detail that they had was planned. Even kind of telling on themselves. Yeah. That was part of the plan. Which I thought was kind of brilliant. It is. Because, I mean, they really thought it through. They knew how the apparat would react. He so. was going to go to Alina. Yep. He was going to meet her in the, the kitchen, the kettle. The kettle. And then remember like last week when we were mad at Tamar? Or was it Tolia? We were mad at both of them? I can't remember. Oh, well, yeah. Because yeah. they both came in. And uh, and they had weapons, and you thought that they were 
tattling. Um, yeah, it looked like they were on the apparat side. But they weren't. They're always with Alina. So Alina then tells them about the services that are going to be conducted in an hour and that they're going to be leaving directly afterwards. And she kind of wants to do roll call, wants to know who is going with her. And Alina tells them that they will be going to find Nikolai. That is their plan. And out of all the Grisha, it seems Harsha is the only one who says he prefers to stay, I think. I'm pretty, yeah, that's... Yeah, Harsha is the only one who's going to stay. So everybody else is going with her. So that brings us to scene one, where I will be playing Mal, and Terry is going to be playing Alina. So, curtain up. When they were gone, Mal sighed and said, Well, it was worth a try. All that talk of militias, I said, realization dawning. You were trying to scare them off. Twelve is too many. A group that big will slow us through the tunnels, and once we're above ground, they'll put us at greater risk. As soon as we have a chance, we'll need to split up. There's no way I'm taking a dozen Grisha into the southern mountains. All right, I said, assuming we can find a safe place for them. No easy task, but we'll manage it. He moved toward the door. I'll be back in half an hour to take you to the main cavern. Mal, I said, why did you step between me and the priest guards? He shrugged. Those aren't the first men I've killed. They won't be the last. You kept me from using the cut on them. He didn't look at me when he said, You're going to be a queen someday, Alina. The less blood on your hands, the better. The word queen came so easily to his lips. You seem certain we'll find Nikolai. I'm certain we'll find the firebird. I need an army. The firebird may not be enough. I rubbed a hand over my eyes. Nikolai may not even be in Ravka. The reports coming out of the north could be lies spread by the Darkling. The Prince of the Air might be a myth created to draw us out of hiding. Nikolai might never have made it out of the Grand Palace. It hurt me to say it, but I forced myself to speak the words. He could be dead. Do you believe that? I don't know. If anyone can make that escape, it's Nikolai. The too clever fox. Even once he's abandoned his disguise as Sturman, there's, that's who Nikolai had been to me, always thinking, always scheming. But he hadn't predicted his brother's portrayal. He hadn't seen the Darkling, com the Darkling coming. All right, I said, embarrassed by the quiver in my voice. You haven't asked about the shadows. Should I? I couldn't resist. Maybe I wanted to see how he would react. I curled my fingers and shadows unspooled from their corners. Mal's eyes followed their progress. What did I expect to see in him? Fear? Anger? Can you do more with it, he asked. No, it's just some kind of remnant of what I did in the chapel. You mean saving all our lives. I let the shadows fall and pinched the bridge of my nose with my fingers, trying to stave off a rush of dizziness. I mean using Merzost. It isn't real power, it's just a carnival trick. It's something you took from him, he said. I didn't think I imagined the satisfaction in his voice. I won't say a word, but you shouldn't hide it from the others. I could worry about that later. What if Nikolai's men aren't in Rivost? You think I can track a giant mythic bird, but I can't locate one loudmouthed prince? A prince who's managed to evade the Darkling for months. Mao studied me. Alina, do you know how I made that shot back in the kettle? If you say it's because you're just that good, I'm going to take off my boot and beat you with it. Well, I am that good, he said with a faint grin, but I had David put a beetle in the pouch. Why? 
To make aiming easier, all I had to do was track it. My brows rose. Now that's an impressive trick. He shrugged. It's the only one I know. If Nikolai's alive, we'll find him. He paused, then added, I won't fail you again. He turned to go, but before he shut the door, he said, Try to rest. I'll be outside if you need me. End scene. So, that was a good scene. There was a lot, I, we kind of see what's going on with Alina and Mal. And, um, yeah, just what the plan is and how. Need to find Nikolai. Yeah. Need an army. But then there's also that, but what if? Well, yeah. What if we fail? What if Nikolai's not there? What if we can't find him? What if he's dead? Yeah, because everybody's split up right now. It's such a weird situation. I mean, they've been underground. And, I mean, the only thing they're getting are rumors. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. never know what the truth is behind any of that. It's all a what if. Yep. So, Alina then tries to use the power she has with the Darkling to see what he's doing. So, she wants to do what he did to her so many times um, back in the little palace. And so, she she finally gets that to work and she actually finds the Darkling at the palace and he... Um, you can kind of tell he immediately does see her. Oh, yeah. This was uh, this is actually a great scene. Yeah, so that actually leads us to our next and actual final scene for the evening. But um, So this is going to be scene two where I will be playing the Darkling and Terry's going to be playing Alina. So this is a really good one. So, okay, curtain up. If only I'd known you'd prove such an apt pupil. His voice was generally admir- ad- genuinely admiring, almost surprised. To my horror, I found that pathetic orphan part of me taking pleasure in his praise. Why come to me now, he asked. Has it taken you this long to recover from your skirmish? If that had been a mere skirmish, then we really were lost. No, I told myself. He'd chosen that word deliberately to Im- intimidate me. I ignored his question and said, I didn't expect compliments. No? I left you buried beneath a pile of rubble. And if I told you I respect your ruthlessness? I don't think I'd believe you. The barest smile touched his lips. An apt pupil, he repeated. Why waste my anger on you when the fault is mine? I should have anticipated another betrayal from you, one more mad grasp at some kind of childish ideal. But I seem to be a victim of my own wishes where you are concerned. His expression hardened. What have you come here for, Alina? I answered him honestly. I wanted to see you. I caught the briefest glimpse of surprise before his face shuddered again. There are two thrones on that, Deus. You could see me any time you liked. You're offering me a crown after I tried to kill you? He shrugged again. I might have done the same. I doubt it. Not to save that motley of traitors and fanatics, no, but I understand the desire to remain free. And still, you tried to make me a slave. I sought Mortsova's amplifiers for you, Alina, that we might rule as equals. You tried to take my power for your own. After you ran from me, after you chose... He stopped, shrugged. We would have ruled as equals in time. I felt that pull, the longing of a frightened girl. Even now... After everything he'd done, I wanted to believe the Darkling, to find some way to forgive him. 
I wanted Nikolai to be alive. I wanted to trust the other Grisha. I wanted to believe anything so that I wouldn't have to face the future alone. The problem with wanting is that it makes us weak. A laugh escaped me before I thought better of it. We would be equals until the day I dare to disagree with you, until the moment I questioned your judgment or didn't do as I was bid. Then you would deal with me the way you dealt with Jinya and your mother, the way you tried to deal with Mao. He leaned against the window, and the gilded frame came into sharp focus. Do you think it would be any different with your tracker beside you, with that Lantzov pup? Yes, I said simply. Because you would be the strong one? Because they're better men than you. You might make me a better man. And you might make me a monster. I've never understood this taste for Ot Kazatsya. Is it because you thought you were one of them for so long? I had a taste for you once. His head snapped up. He hadn't expected that. Saints, it was satisfying. Why haven't you visited me? I asked. In all these long months, he stayed silent. There was barely a day at the little palace when you didn't come to me, I continued. When I didn't see you in some shadowed corner, I thought I was going mad. Good. I think you're afraid. How comforting that must be for you. I think you fear this thing that binds us. It didn't frighten me, not anymore. I took a step forward. He tensed but did not move away. I am ancient, Alina. I know things about power that you can barely guess at. But it's not just power, is it? I said quietly, remembering the way he had toyed with me when I'd first arrived at the palace. Even before, from the first moment we'd met, I'd been a lonely girl desperate for attention. I must have given him so little sport. I took another step. He stilled. Our bodies were almost touching now. I reached up and cupped his cheek with my hand. This time the flash of confusion on his face was impossible to miss. He held himself frozen, his only movement the steady rise and fall of his chest. Then, as if in concession, he let his eyes close. A line appeared between his brows. It's true, I said softly. You are stronger, wiser, infinite in experience. I leaned forward and whispered. My lips brushed the shell of his ear. But I am an apt pupil. His eyes flew open. I caught the briefest glimpse of rage in his gray gaze before I severed the connection. I scattered, hurtling back to the white cathedral, leaving him with nothing but the memory of light. End scene. That was a good one. That was a good one. It was juicy. It is. That's my favorite part of our reading. I know. It was really... Well, it's exciting whenever the Darkling comes in. (laughs) It kind of is. (laughs) It is. Oh my gosh, you know what I forgot to do? Oops. It was a Darkling sighting, but really it was only It was an Alina sighting. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to press that button. She like zoomed herself in. Yeah, it's kind of neat that she decided to harness that power, you know, and try to do that. Yeah, I guess she, since she could do her little shadows, that she figured she took something else and that she could do it too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing that I've kind of been thinking about is um, the Darkling's powers and how, so with all the other Grisha, like for Alina, for example, like she's a sun summoner. So like she gets, she uses the sun and she has to have like the sun and light around to be able to summon it to mm-hmm. use it. Yeah. And so do all the other Grisha, like Inferni and all that. But the Darkling, he's like, he's summoning darkness. Yes. So like darkness, I don't know. It's just interesting because like darkness isn't really like anything to like summon. It's just like the there, the absence of light. I guess. I mean, there's there's shadows in light. 
Right. So you would always have some sort of darkness. Well, right. Yeah. So, it's just it's just interesting. I don't know what to think because it's... Would he do better in the caves? Mm, probably. I don't know. Just interesting. I was just thinking about... He's his... also old and very powerful at this point, too, so... He is, and like he said, he's ancient, and yeah. he's pretty much been the one Darkling. When they talked about Darklings, like, long ago, like, there was only just actually one, mm-hmm. so... He's had a lot of practice. He has. So, anyways, just a little thought there. Um... So moving on into chapter four, and a lot kind of, there's not a lot of action in these next couple chapters, but a lot kind of does go on. And um, so Alina goes to the last prayer session with the apparat that they were talking about. And this time, Alina actually summons her powers while she's on, I guess, the stage. And um, before she wasn't able to summon her powers so it was kind of like this magic trick that they were doing and this time now she can actually summon her powers so she she recharged she did like a glow in the dark sticker i'm sure it was (laughs) quite different compared to all the other times i'm sure she just was this yeah a very bright (laughs) bright woman (laughs) so she tells them as in like her followers that she will return more powerful powerful and she asks also that they be her eyes, hoping that they will help one another out, especially if the apparat doesn't follow through with his promises. I think that the, that's why she said, like, you know, be my eyes. Yeah, keep an eye on him, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So help each other out. So Alina says goodbye to Ruby, who is a sun soldier or soldat soul. And Ruby was in the same regiment as Alina and Mal back in the army days. And they then start to travel through the maze of tunnels with Mal leading them using his incredible tracking abilities. And I love this part, actually. David has um, brought all all 15 (laughs) of Mort Sova's journals in his backpack. And he can't keep up because he's trying to carry them. It's It sounds like me whenever I'm traveling <laughs> because I pack so much stuff. Oh, yes. I'm. It's so funny whenever I go traveling with Chris because he's just the complete opposite. And oh, yeah. he has like one bag. Mm-hmm. And nope, nope, nope. I need my carry-on <laughs> with the things I'm going to be doing on the plane. And... Then I also probably have another bag that I need to be carrying with some more clothes mm-hmm. and probably my face products. Mm-hmm. And then underneath the plane is my big bag with the shoes and all that stuff. Oh, yes. So. Because you have to have options. You do. And then, you know, <laughs> what always cracks me up is, you know, on the day to day, one pair of underwear works just fine. But then when you go on trips, it's like three pairs of underwear for every day. Must pack multiple pairs of underwear for every day. Well, it's it's what you just said. You have to have options. I don't know what my mind is thinking. Like, do I think I'm going to like poo myself or like sit in something wet? Like, I don't know why I always pack so many pairs of underwear. But hey. Hey. Well, the good thing is, is like it doesn't take up much space. It underwear. Doesn't. And, and then you've got them when you come back. I guess they're not all dirty. So I always have clean clothes that I can put back in my closet or my drawer <laughs> right away. And um, but yeah, I think it's important to have options. So I'm with David on this. <laughs> That's the exact same thing with Jeff. He has he'll have he has this one cloth bag, and like that's it. 
And then I'm like, I've got my bag with I don't know what in it. And then my suitcase that's like full of stuff. And yeah. It's almost as if like they look at their one bag and they're like, okay, I'm going to fit what I need in just this one bag and that's it. Where I look at what I need to bring and then shove that in as many bags as I need. Well, <laughs> you know, like I like jeans uh, on a regular week. Um, I could wear them like two or three times a week. Right. They set their denim and that's what they're for. But like on a trip, I'm really weird about I have to have a different <laughs> pair for every day. Absolutely. And here's Jeff on like our extended weekend trip, one pair of jeans and like that's it. And then the whole time I'm like, dang it, why didn't I just do that? Why am I lugging this around? Well, you never know. You might get like that pair of jeans like really dirty. It's true. And I I also bring always like I think what gets me in trouble is the shoes. Yes. I always what bring. if you decide to go out to a nicer dinner what if you step in a muddy puddle <laughs> what if you decide you want to go to the gym i do that every trip i always am, oh no that's not happening see every trip i always am shoving my tennis shoes in my bag and i never take them out and i always have like gym wear and all that just in case i decide to go to the gym and i never have i like wearing these shoes because they're cute but they might actually hurt me for walking around too long. So I'll bring up my, mm-hmm. my backup tennis shoes yep. <laughs> that won't hurt me for walking around. Well, shoes are shoes are heavy, and I just love them. They love are. being able to have different pairs. I'm actually going on a the business trip here soon. and Oh, yeah, that's right. You told I us about know, that. I uh, know, and I'm, I'm dreading the, the shoe issue. Well, you've got... F- I don't want to wear the same pair of dress shoes And you've got five day. days. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to bring at least five pairs. At least they're just at flats. Least. Yeah. Well, you might be sitting a lot of that, right? Yeah. So they can be very stylish and cute. They can be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just cross your leg and <laughs> show that off. Give everybody a little leg. <laughs> at my dorky computer conference. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have fun. It'll be nice. With a whole suitcase full of stuff. When is that again? It is May. No, March. March 7th. It's coming up. It's coming up. Wow. Yeah. That is just right around the corner. It is. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's get back to the Grisha verse. So we're not going to pack the journals. No. um, But I do. David did. David did. And I understand. He's trying. They're trying to figure out all this stuff about the Firebird still. So... And also, we've got to remember, David is just, he's me. He's this huge dork that <laughs> has finally, finally has the journals. Like, because, I mean, he just was able to get them just when they went underground. And they weren't keeping them in safekeeping. Oh, no. It was like. They a, were going to get destroyed if he left them. Yeah, exactly. He's the only one that cares about these things. Understands yeah. history. Yeah. And study. So, um, anyways, they're going to be, um. They're going to a predetermined exit um, point near the town of Rebost. And Nikolai used to have, a, like, smuggling rings, I guess, in Rebost. And they are hoping to find something that's going to help lead them to him. So they're going to this town to find some kind of clue, I guess, to yeah. hopefully— because they really have nothing that's— solid to be basing this on yeah they know it's a stomping ground so right they're and hoping they're hoping that they can find something and um so while they're going through this maze of tunnels above them on ground the darkling is just bombing 
the hell out of this air. Like, I mean, just the whole area. He's bombing the entrances and exits yeah. to this, um, to the White Cathedral. Because he doesn't actually know where the White Cathedral is. Nope. So he's just like, all of them, just bomb all of them. Yeah. So he's just, so they've got this terrifying, like, bombing going on above them, which is horrifying when you think, like, I don't know, being inside any kind of building or what, or any kind of structure and something rattles oh, above yeah. you. That's all you can hear. Oh, yeah. my God. That's horrifying because, I mean, you can't run away from that. You're under it. And you're, yeah, you're under it. So there's this huge fear of it, like, falling on you. Yep. Well, that leads us into chapter five. It sure does. Yeah. And it it so happens that a random attack is happening right above them. Um, at first, they think that the Darkling found them, mm-hmm. but then I guess they realize that it's actually just really a random attack. Yeah. Isn't that what you got? Yeah, that's what I got. I, I was with them. I thought that it was, you know, they were found out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when nobody showed themselves or um, that yeah. it was just they were waiting for another boom and nothing really much happened, then you have to think about what we were saying, that they were um, bombing the entrances and exits. Exactly. So then it was like, ooh, they must be close to one. Right, exactly. They're getting closer. Yeah. So... The team finally starts, like, working together. I guess, like, if we—I noticed it, like, before this part, like, the team—like, they weren't really, like, working as a cohesive team. They were kind of, like, separate. Like, Zoya was just, like, snotty, and David's lugging his, like, bags and slowing everybody down. And Yeah, we've got a lot of new people, too, so— Yeah. So then this random attack happens, and they kind of come together as a group to help one another out. And um, so— Going a little forward, Mal finds them a trap door that they escape through. And, um, yeah, they enter into a crypt. <laughs> so that's kind of the first thing they see. Foreshadowing, maybe? Right? <laughs> so um, so they, they pop up in a crypt. So, of course, they get out of there, and they're in a cemetery. And when- There's a little funny moment there. Oh, which one? Where they were in the crypt and they were about to open the door up to the cemetery where they're like, what if there's people out there like in the cemetery? Let's mess with them. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like in this horrible moment, they're like, let's lead with a <laughs> Perfect timing, guys. Way to be funny. <laughs> well, I guess you got to break the the, uh, the ice of yeah, being killed in I case you're so. about to. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> when they get out of the crypt and into the cemetery, Alina is glowing and um she's actually summoning her light without even knowing it yeah she she was talking about how it's it was like a relief of like you're in the open air and yeah. she's just gazing at the stars like we all do and just have that feeling of like oh well it's got to be we've got to remember like her power is from the sun and light and just getting closer to where light is i mean Remember in the very beginning where she was like all sickly and everything because mm-hmm. she never, she didn't know how to summon her power. She was mousy. Yeah. So now, I mean, she's been in the like, in the white cathedral way below ground. So she hasn't had anything to be close to her. So she's been sickly and now she probably can breathe and just. This is a lot different than what we've seen before though. Where she talks about her skin being mm-hmm. silver and it's cocooned in starlight. And yeah. how Mao can like run his hands along her arm, and the light kind of shifts with it, and yeah, 
It's def it's different. It, it's, it, it's new. It is. It's kind of neat um, just to have that magical element of, you know, the unknown about her power and all that. I just Keeps think, changing. Yeah. Well, it's evolving. Yes. And Better word. Well, changing, evolving. Yeah. I think what's neat, actually, that you're going to find fascinating with the Grishaverse novels is that is what Lee does is like, I mean, she had like when we get into after we're done with Shadow and Bone and we enter the Six of Crows, you get to you start learning about the stuff evolving and changing. And it's just kind of neat. Like, I mean, it's just a really well thought out world and not only just the world, but it's also like the magic itself. And yeah. that's what's really, really cool. Well, I've, I've found a lot of parallels just to like um, just for people in general. You know, Alina coming into her own power. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as like, you know, growing up and finding your strength and yeah. you, ch- you change and evolve as a person. Absolutely. So I, I have found kind of a parallel with that. Yeah, for sure. And that's what's kind of neat to, I think the Darkling is so interesting too, because he's just, he's this villain, but you just want to love him. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, he's so fascinating. He's be- complicated. Yeah. Well, she makes him beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I just... I always find that fascinating when you you've got le- these villains that are just absolutely stunning, and oh, yeah, it's just and I, I just enjoy a complicated character where absolutely where you you want to hate them, but mm-hmm. then they have all these qualities that make you feel sorry for them, and then they're yeah. also kind of sexy, and I like all that kind of like mix of of feelings. I love the dark stuff. Yeah, I, I love of course. Yeah, that's it's just so cool. Anyways. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, she's glowing. And anyways, Tamar is going to go on her own into Rybost and see if she can, I guess, find any smugglers or some kind of clue or anything. They're, so they're not going to all go, which is smart, because, I mean, you just need to send one person in. And we can talk about how Nadia's loving on Tamar. Oh, yeah. So She's giving her the eyes. And she's smiling at her. It's definitely interesting. They're flirting. Note taken. So Tamar then, so she's leaving. And when she is, Tolia says something to, like, they both start speaking in shoe. And um, I've got this um, quote real quickly. And they say, like, they say something that Alina can't understand. So Alina's like, well, what was that? And here's the quote. It's something our father taught us, Tolia replied. Ue shesh, despise your heart. But that's the direct translation. The real meaning is more like, do what needs to be done. Be cruel if you have to. What's the other part? Niwa sesh, I have no heart, end quote. So <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Um, just That's the... like my life motto. <laughs> is that's it? how I live my life. Yeah. I have no heart. Despise your Despise heart. Despise your heart. Do what needs to be done. Yes. Be cruel if you have to. That's my life, y'all. So it's just neat. And um, she was just interesting. I wish we could. We're gonna Basically, learn. it's don't let emotion. Get in the way. Rule you. Yeah. Don't make emotional decisions. Exactly. Don't yeah. don't base any decisions on, on that. Exactly. Which is such good advice anyways. It is. Because, whew. I used God. I remember when I try not to do it anymore. But when you when I used to make decisions based on off of the way you felt, yes, like a feeling, and it's I like, refuse. 
Yeah. I have not feel things as fully as a lot of people do, but no, I refuse to make any sort of decision based on emotions because emotions lie. They do. Exactly. Well, so the Grisha make camp and Alina eventually falls asleep. And when she wakes up, she hears that Tamar is back. But unfortunately, the news is that no one approached her. But then Tamar does say, here's the quote, I heard some news too, big news. West Ravka has declared for Nikolai. That got our attention. They're blocking off the western shore of the fold, she continued. So if the Darkling wants weapons or ammunition, he'll have to go through Fjorda, finished Zoya. But it was bigger than that. This meant the Darkling had lost West Ravka's coastline, its navy, the already tenuous access Ravka had to trade. West West Ravka now, Tolia said. Maybe the Shuhan next. End quote. So we've got, I mean, there is some news. I mean, that is big. I mean, the Darkling's kind of like, I don't know, losing a little bit. And that West Ravka is declared for Nikolai. So he's around. He's somewhere. I mean, if they're like standing up for him. Yeah. West Ravka said, we're with Nikolai. Exactly. So, Tamo, Tamo, whoa, Tamo. It's like you combine the two. They're one person now. I did. Tamar also mentions that she saw Oprichniki in the square when she was there. So, we know that those are the Darklings men. And Alina then goes to find Mal, um, who's by the river, and and to talk to him about what their next move is. Because... They've, they're now above ground. They went and kind of looked at Ravost, and they've got a little bit of news, a little bit of information. But what, what's the next move? And Mal's looking all sexy. He is. He's got no shirt on. Barefoot and bare-chested. Mm-hmm. His trousers rolled up to his knees, and he's like in the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the sunlight gleaming off of him. So they decide it's best to go to West Ravka and to pretty much drop off some of the remaining Grisha before they go hunt the Firebird. Because they're not going to take all of them to go find the Firebird. Oh, now got that tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got this new tattoo that she all of a sudden sees. It's huge. It's, it is. And it's described as a rose that looks like a sun. And... It's got some mysterious words in ancient Ravkin, and it says, I am become a blade. That's not good English. No, it's not. (laughs) It's it's horrible. Um, Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, I guess that's what he, he's just a fighter. I will cut you. Yeah, I will cut you. I will cut you. I am become a blade. Well. All right. Okay. You be that blade. (laughs) but so but it's also kind of neat to see that he he got this tattoo that's also got part of alina in it you know the sun um so and a lot of people like the followers are doing that and the soldiers are getting the tattoos and all that so yeah he's got should never get a tattoo of somebody else though i'm just saying yeah not that i know that it's not a good idea. Not, not that I know that from personal. <laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen. But, so don't do that, boys and girls and everyone. Exactly. Don't do that. See, 
<laughs> I'm Jewish, if you didn't know. And no. in Judaism, you're not allowed to get tattoos. You're not supposed to, at least. I shouldn't say not allowed. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Jews that do get tattoos. But um, you're not supposed to because you're supposed to, like, um, re- like when you return to the earth, be the exact, like, I mean, no damage to the body. So I have never gotten a tattoo. So I'm- no giant sun tattoo on your back? Nope. None of that. And you know my one reason for not doing it is because in the afterlife, if there is one, I do not want to deal with my mother <laughs> bitching at me for having a tattoo because she would yes. and ruin the afterlife for me. And You have said that before. and um, That's kept me. I believe you. Yep. I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, and I am preparing. Oh, Judy. I'm not going to deal with that oh. because... Because, hey, if you get a tattoo, like, you can't be buried, like, in, like, the Jewish cemetery. You have to be buried in, like, a special part. Of the sinners? Of the, of the yeah. pretty <laughs> the, Yeah, it's like the Jewish. Yes, the Jewish sinners. The Jewish sinners. We've <laughs> got a special section for you. God, we're judgmental in life and judgmental in death. Yes. Goodness. So the guilt. much guilt. <laughs> Lord. I love my Jewish people. We're hilarious, though. I didn't realize that parallel until just now. God, Jewish. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So so no tattoos for you. No tattoos for me. But Mouse got this really big one. Yeah, it's it's very big. I mean, it goes from like shoulder to shoulder, right? Yeah, because it's, Alina's like running her hands all over it mm-hmm. and like getting closer to his booty. It was a little sultry. It was. It sure was. So they, and he goes, stop oh, it. Mm-hmm. Don't touch me. Don't touch me there. It feels good. <laughs> I like it, but I don't want you to. They then get a little surprise from some visitors. So some people with some guns come up. (laughs) And after a couple minutes of conversation, Mal realizes that actually he knows this guy. And he knows him from back when he was in the army. And you think at first that this is going to change all this. But unfortunately, this guy's just a douche. So... He's not changing it at all. Um, do we even really know who he's with? Like, he's not really with anybody either. I don't think so. Because. Um, I, th- I don't know. Because they say, like, when he's debating with his people, like, what to do with Alina and Mal, it's, they yeah. they didn't know whether they wanted to give him to, at first they're like, we'll give him to the Darkling. And then someone brings up bringing it to, like, giving them to Nikolai, mm-hmm. selling them. So... They just, they aren't on either side. They're just, I guess we got to remember everybody's at war right now. Yeah. So they it, were like, who's going to give us more money? The Darkling or Lansoff? Well, and hey, Lansoff is the idea. That's where they want to go. And so, then somebody said, um, you know, Lansoff, maybe he's, you know, what if he's even alive or not alive? And somebody was like, he is alive. So then we know at that point. Yeah. He's alive. He is. Which we... We had, of we course, knew it. Come on, he's such a great we character. Knew he didn't just die in the background somewhere. No, he didn't. Even just... if he does die, he's got to have some like huge, giant death. It can't just be like, oh, we have news of Nikolai died. Right. So that's good for all of us Nikolai fans because he is a great character. So and they start talking about him. Oh yeah, they, they do. Start having this whole conversation, um, Ekaterina, who was the girl that was with the guy. Oh, okay. um, at the creek is like, oh, I saw him once. He's not bad looking. Mm-mm. 
And somebody else was like, not bad looking. He's damn handsome. Mm-hmm. And all this going back and forth where they're just like <laughs> talking about him. And they're like, mm, mm, dang. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this, this like other voice from like up above them is like, and also brave in battle and smart as a whip, an excellent dancer and an even better <laughs> shot. And they don't even know who this is. And nobody even got to like see it. And bam. Somebody comes down and Alina says, Impa. And Mal goes, <laughs> Nope, don't even say it. So we know who it is. Exactly. It's and Nikolai. It is. And then chaos erupted, is the very last line. Because so, Nikolai's coming to save the day. Yeah. So, yay. And that's actually where we end where we read, that's which it. is really hard because, I mean, we find we just got to a spot where, like, I don't know. Action's Nikolai's back, and it's just kind of cool. I'm excited to see Nikolai. So it did take me a second to realize that it was Nikolai, but then when the voice was saying, "Oh yes, and I'm an excellent dancer, exactly. an even better shot," and then Alina started to say "impossible," and Mal was like, "Nope," because the word is improbable. Yep. <laughs> so it's not impossible. It is Nikolai. Well, that's very exciting for us next week. So, anyways, that is the end of our reading section. So, we're going to go directly into... Cast News. Yeah. So, we've got some, not a lot, but a little bit. There was um, a pretty much photo shoot day for Shadow and Bone in Budapest. And... Lots of photos with Lee and the cast on all of their social medias. All up close. Yeah. So you can't see what's happening in the background. Yep. Just face shots. And then <laughs> Lee Bardugo tweeted, I am so glad I got to be on set today. I just got to hear our crows say the words. You know which ones. So obviously, if you've read Six of Crows, that would probably be. No mourners, no funerals. So that's kind of cool and exciting um, that she got to hear that. And exciting just for the show in general because there's just so many questions I have and I just want to see it. And it's going to be here before we know it. It is. I'm just so excited. So they're wrapping up all that right now. And we should be getting a teaser sometime soon. I'm just Oh, we have to. I mean, they've got already like the spot and page for it on Netflix just Mm -hmm. sitting there. Um, it's even got the description and everything. I'm just, I'm so ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's just going to be so neat. And I hope it's huge. And they just keep doing season after season after season of it. Oh, as long as they did good with it, though. They are. They. My fingers are crossed. Yeah, I think it's neat. I, well, they've got a lot to, like, the first season is book one, A Shadow and Bone. And you got to think there's a lot in that. Yes. So, I mean, that's going to be pretty pretty interesting plus they've also got like and that's one story and then they're also doing the other story that you don't know yet um but actually the first season isn't even going to be anything that that we've read it's um it's before six of crows so it's like the characters from six of crows but not when they met each other in the actual book so it's kind of like a prequel for the Mm. six of crows story i know it's going to be interesting to see how that all that ties together Um, but hey, I'm down for it. So I'm ready. Mm hmm. Well, we've got 
Um, for listener thank yous on Insta, I we would like to thank Sunday Ray. Thanks, girl. And Kylie.Rebecca. Thank you so much. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us and enjoying our podcast. Hope you enjoy all the crazy stories we keep delivering to you all besides <laughs> Grishaverse. <laughs> but um, anyways, that's really it for the show. Next week, I think we, we looked over the book and we are just going to be covering chapters six and seven because that's going to be a total of like 55 pages. Back to our norm. Yeah, so it'll just be two chapters, but it's a good amount of pages. And we get Nikolai. Yeah, and I feel like the next chapter we're going to have a lot to cover. There's probably going to be a big like fight scene that we're going to have to oh, yeah. shift through. Yeah, because that's going to be exactly where we start. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be getting good, y'all. So anyways, do you have any parting words, honey? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot there. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm like, ah. For a second there, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> Quick, say words. I stopped what I was doing and looked up. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Again, sorry that this is out a little bit late, but enjoy. And we will be back on schedule. So next Friday, look forward to hearing our upcoming podcast on chapters six and seven as we keep just going through ruin and rising Yay! okay well you all have a wonderful weekend week wherever you guys are when you're listening to this and we'll see you guys next time bye, bye. this has been grisha cast you may email us at grishapodcast at gmail.com follow us on instagram at grisha cast twitter at grisha podcast and on facebook at grisha cast